Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we have a brand new story from the Blue Fairy Book. This is another love story, and if you thought that Beauty and the Beast is a convoluted tale, well, let me introduce you to the Prince and the Master Maid. This is a story that will take quite some time for us to tell, but in the end, I do think you'll enjoy it. Now, if you've been enjoying the stories we've been reading on the Folktale Project, please take a second and rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you're listening. It helps others to find it, and, well, I do appreciate it. And without any further ado or any unnecessary build-up, this is The Master Maid, Part 1. Once upon a time, there was a king who had many sons. I do not know exactly how many there were, but the youngest of them could not stay quietly at home and was determined to go out into the world and try his luck. And after a long time, the king was forced to give him leave to go. When he had traveled for several days, he came to a giant's house and hired himself to the giant as a servant. In the morning... The giant had to go out to pasture his goats, and as he was leaving the house, he told the king's son that he must clean out the stable. And after you have done that, he said, you need not do any more work today, for you have come to a kind master, and that you shall find. But what I set you to do must be done both well and thoroughly, and you must on no account go into any of the rooms which lead out of the room in which you slept last night. If you do, I will take your life. Well, to be sure, he is an easy master, said the prince to himself as he walked up and down the room humming and singing, for he thought there would be plenty of time left to clean out the stable. But it would be amusing to steal a glance into the other rooms as well, thought the prince, for there must be something there he is afraid of my seeing as I am not allowed to enter them. So he went into the first room. A cauldron was hanging from the walls. It was boiling, but the prince could see no fire under it. I wonder what's inside it, he thought, and dipped a lock of his hair in, and the hair became just as if it were all made of copper. That's a nice kind of soup. If anyone were to taste that, his throat would be gilded, said the youth. And then he went into the next chamber. There, too, a cauldron was hanging from the wall, bubbling and boiling, but there was no fire under this either. I will just try what this is like, too, said the prince, thrusting another lock of his hair into it and it came out silvered over. Such costly soup is not to be had in my father's palace, said the prince, but everything depends on how it tastes. And then he went into the third room. There, too, a cauldron was hanging from the wall, boiling exactly the same as in the other two rooms, and the prince took pleasure in trying this also, so he dipped a lock of hair in, and it came out so brightly gilded that it shone again. Some talk about going from bad to worse, said the prince, but this is better and better. If he boils gold here, what can he boil in there? He was determined to see and went through the door into the fourth room. No cauldron was to be seen there, but on a bench someone was seated who was like a king's daughter, but whosoever she was, she was so beautiful that never in the prince's life had he seen her equal. Oh, in heaven's name, what are you doing here? said she who sat upon the bench. I took the place of servant here yesterday, 
said the prince. May you soon have a better place if you come to serve here, said she. Oh, but I think I've got a kind master, said the prince. He has not given me hard work to do today. When I have cleaned out the stable, I shall be done. Yes, but how will you be able to do that? she asked again. If you clean it out as other people do, ten pitchforks for it will come in for every one you throw out. But I will teach you how to do it. You must turn your pitchfork upside down and work with the handle, and then all will fly out of its own accord. Yes, I will attend to that, said the prince, and stayed sitting where he was the whole day, for it was soon settled between them that they would marry each other, he and the king's daughter. So the first day of his service with the giant did not seem long to him. But when evening was drawing near, she said that it would now be better for him to clean out the stable before the giant came home. When he got there, he had a fancy to try what she said were true. So he began to work in the same way that he had seen the stable boys doing in his father's stables. But soon he saw that he must give that up. For when he had worked a very short time, he had scarcely room left to stand. So he did what the princess had taught him, turned the pitchfork around, and worked with the handle, and in the twinkling of an eye, the stable was as clean as if it had been scoured. When he had done that, he went back again into the room in which the giant had given him leave to stay, and there he walked backwards and forwards on the floor and began to hum and to sing. Then came the giant home with the goats. "'Have you cleaned the stable?' asked the giant. "'Yes. Now it is clean and sweet, master.' said the king's son. I shall see about that, said the giant, and went round to the stable, but it was just as the prince had said. You have certainly been talking to my master-maid, for you never would have got that of your own head. Master-maid? What kind of a thing is that, master? said the prince, making himself look as stupid as an ass. I should like to see that. Well, you will see her quite soon enough, said the giant. And that is the first day of the young prince as the servant of a giant. And he's met the master maid, fallen in love and decided to marry inside of a few hours. But that is really just the beginning of this love story. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com, where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>